Welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Fitch, sitting in the studio live today across from my good friend and co-host, as always, the great LZ. Hey, hey, man. How you doing? Well, you know, if I was any better, Landon, I'd be twins. That's a great one. (laughs) It's just what the world needs is twin, J.R. There's no way the world could facilitate two Fitches. (laughs) <laughs> what's going on man have you had a good week other than this rain it's been a great week so i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to friday the weekend i'm looking forward to some sunshine getting out going to the mountains this weekend man can you believe the response that we've gotten to the kingdom business podcast you know um half of me says yes half of me says no don't want to sound like false humility or being too modest here but you know you you, you always have an expectation that people need to hear it a little bit more than three or four times before it starts catching on. But, you know, we're, we're getting good feedback. I think we're seeing, again, people are clinging to the idea of community. So many people have reached out to us and have asked when they can be on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm really excited about that in the coming weeks and months, all the, all the special guests that we've got lined up. Yeah, and, you know, we've been talking about identity. And, and in that, I believe, you know, our listeners, those that have been the faithful, um, they're going to they're going to continue to to stay with us. They're, they're going to notice that the, the show is going to slightly start to shift and become really what it's supposed to be. Right. Something else that's going to be exciting today. Do not go anywhere. I've got a great story for the end of the podcast. Is that a Randy Wilson story? It's not a Randy Wilson story, but it'll make you laugh. Oh, I guarantee that it will. I guarantee that it will. Hey, Landon, I want to talk about dry seasons today. You ever that, been, you ever been in one of those? Well, you know, we we're just talking about rain. Um, and I've been in a dry season in the midst of a rainstorm. Really? Yeah. Tell me about that. You know, it's it's one of those, you don't realize a deluge of glory is all around you at the time, but you were with me in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in January, the Lord began to say, no man will sign your paycheck. Remember that. Mm-hmm. And then he said, start watching the month of June. It's the hinge of my door for you this year. Mm-hmm. And the 31st of May, I was let go from the company that I was working for, remember. Mm-hmm. And the next nine months, uh, the rest of 2019 and the first two months of a month and a half of uh, of 2020 was the driest season of my life. And when you say dry season, what does that mean? Does that mean you felt like distant from God? or You know, I, I was in such of anticipation at what I heard him saying to me, mm-hmm. all these words he was speaking, the depths of what he was speaking I would wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, have experiences with um, angels in my bedroom, just just not talking to them, but seeing uh, the the literally ribbons of glory, you know, and going from that and having this expectation of what's coming. And then all of a sudden it arrives and it looks nothing like what it what I thought it was going to look like. Right. And so the next months that compounded on each other, it, it was like this. I felt alone. There was like everything had been cut away from me. But he was doing exactly what he was saying. So I, what I've what I've seen and what I've experienced, dry seasons are always the prep season for the for the planting, the watering, and the harvest. Wow. Yeah. So everything else around me though was glory. And now looking back on it, I see. You know, you and I were able to be at the the, the uh, Georgia State Capitol for the heartbeat bill. Mm-hmm. We were, um, you know, we were able to, able to experience that. We were able to experience uh, massive amounts of glory from heaven you know, unseating spirits of control and and the charlatan spirit that he told us he was going to uproot. We watched all these things start happening. Mm-hmm. It was all in this 2019, you know, season. Right. 
And I look back on my guitar strap and I've got, you know, the, the, the pin from Austin, Texas, where I got to go out and get keys in Texas and the White House pin where I spent the summer uh, for, for, for about a week in D.C. with David's tent. You know, all these things. I felt so dry. I remember telling my wife on the flight home from D.C. in July of 2019, I feel so distant right now. Yeah. But looking back, I was in the middle of his wheel, man. I was just in the deep waters. Right. Why do you suppose those dry seasons come on like that? After God's been so up in our grill, for lack of a better term, prophesied over us, told us things to come, and you feel like you're on this massive high with the Lord, and you finally take a step of faith, and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a, in, in a valley, and you're like, wow, God, you know what happened? We were so close, and now yeah. I feel like I'm doing what you called me to do, and I don't feel that level of closeness anymore. Well, let, let's we can always go and look at creation to find answers. Go to the Word. It tells us all the answers we need to know. We just need to look around us. He's given us everything we need. And some of the most beautiful autumn seasons are the seasons where the summers were the driest. Mm-hmm. And if you go study it out and realize why, it's because the trees are pulling every bit of moisture they can from the soil right. because it's been dry. Right. And they're getting everything they can. Well, what happens is the tree suffers in this dry season mm-hmm. to give us beauty. Right. So... Sometimes the the higher level of suffering will yield a more beautiful outcome. Right. But what happens if the tree refuses to draw water? Sure. It dies. Mm -hmm. So even though they may not feel like there's water in the soil, it's been a dry summer, they always seem to find those little bits to pull from. And and I believe what it is, I think it's Yahweh bringing us into a higher level of sanctification Mm -hmm. or a, a more intimate relationship with him. A deeper understanding that he's our source. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was talking with a guy recently who was in a dry season, and uh, he was like, I feel so disconnected from everything and everybody, everything from my past. And and this guy's walking in a new season of complete, total obedience and faith, like literally left everything behind to follow God. And he's like, but why does it feel like everything that I ever knew is gone? Yeah. And and. I was reminded of a T.D. T.D. Jake sermon that he he preached at our church at, at Redemption a few years ago when he came for the Ruach conference. Get ready! I wish that was a great one. No, <laughs> this this is one of those sermons. Jake, uh, Pastor Jake's or Bishop Jake's has got several sermons over the years that have really been pivotal in my life, and um, this one is one you can go find it on YouTube under RTTN's Ruach conference or something. You can find it, but he spoke on um, the fact that the story of Noah that. For Noah's entire life, everything that we know about Noah in Genesis, he was a builder. Wow. He was an ark builder, right? God told him to build this ark. Yeah. He spent 80 to 100 years, historians say, building this ark. Come on. And which there's a whole, there's a whole message right there. What if God's told you to spend your whole life building something that at the end, when it's time to go into it, only eight people follow you. Boom. Oh man, come and, on with that. And those eight people are That'll all, preach. Those those eight people are just your family. Come on with that. Come if, on with that. You know, there's a rhetorical question. If God told you to spend your whole life building something that only eight people would follow you into, would you still do it? Wow. But his whole life when he was he was a builder. That's what he knew how to do. Yeah. Right? Eighty to a hundred years he spent building this ark. Rain comes for forty days. They're on the ark for about a year, is what history tells us. We always think he was on the ark for forty days and forty nights. That's how long the rain lasted. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, that's crazy. But man. he was on the ark probably a year. That's what his history tells us. 
the next chapter after the the dove comes back with the, the tree limb, the next chapter starts out and Noah became a husbandman or Noah became a farmer. And so uh, Bishop Jakes preached this whole message on everything that you were in your past life, mm. everything that you had trusted God to teach you to become and all of that obedience. When he takes you into the new season that he calls you into everything that you knew how to do, everything that you built your career, your confidence, all of the things that, that you, that we hang on the wall yeah, it says yeah, yeah. this is who I am. The accolades, all yeah. of that stuff for Noah had become fish food. Wow! Every person that had he'd ever known in his life, except these other eight people that were his family, were fish food. And now he has to repopulate the earth, and he becomes a, a he has a vineyard. He had to learn a whole new skill set. Wow! He had to become something completely new. God had to teach him a whole new set of skills in that new season. And he was obviously good at it yeah, because he was able to grow a vineyard that created enough wine to get him drunk. I mean, that's a whole nother part of the story. Yeah. But I think sometimes we go into these, we, we find ourselves in dry seasons because like you were saying, we have an expectation of what that looks like. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to build this ark. I've been doing this my whole life. And all of a sudden you get, you get to a place where you feel like you finally arrived in kingdom marketplace ministry whatever, this is who I am. And God says, okay, now great job. I did all of that to take you into what I really have promised for you. And so we say, okay, God, I've trusted you all these years and I've built this. And so the next thing's got to be massive and great and much bigger than anything I've ever done before. And he goes, oh yeah, it will be. But just like with everything else in the kingdom, it's going to start with a seed. Yeah. You know, how many times has he told us, oh, you're going to shake nations. You're going to travel the world. You're going to reach the farthest peoples, you know, all these things that, are, that get prophesied over. So we go, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And we stick our hand out and he goes, bing. And it's a little tiny seed in our hand. Yeah. And you go, God, I thought I was going to shake nations. I mean, you told me, you told me I was going to reach the world. You told me all these things, right? You promised me all these things. He goes, Oh, you are absolutely. But you, you got to steward this. Yeah. I think sometimes the dry seasons that we find ourselves in are, Obviously, there's an attack of the enemy that comes when you step out in obedience. And he, he's already over there standing there waiting, going, come on, big boy, I got you. And he yeah. hits us between the eyes with the baseball bat of reality, the baseball yeah. bat of reality. Like there's challenges and, and difficulties and things like that that come just with stepping out into something new. God's never changed through that process. That's right, man. You know, he's, he's actually over there on the other side of that Red Sea waiting for you to get there. Yeah. And yeah. so a lot of times I think those dry seasons are maybe – us losing sight of what it is he's actually called us to. That's good. That's good. And if you think about this, I mean, you know, when, when you have the stresses of being in that condition that he was in on the, on the ark with those animals, think about it, you know, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you it didn't, it didn't look like what he thought it was going to look like. Sure. And especially if they're on that thing a lot longer than what they were expecting to be, you find yourselves, I think in, in moments where, what we expect doesn't align with the voice of the Father. Right. Going back to Ephesians, you know, when, we, when we're seated in Christ, that brings an alignment to us that all of a sudden we're hearing right, mm-hmm. we're seeing right. That's why it's so important, because if we let our expectations get in front of the Spirit, then all of a sudden we become blind. Right. We might start chasing our, our own ambitions mm-hmm. versus 
actually being in the middle of the will of the Father. Because sometimes the Father wants us to stop. Right. Because he has to rewire or redo. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who said this. Uh, but basically, it was it was said, this is totally out of context, so please, audience, <laughs> forgive me if I butcher it. But it doesn't matter if you take a left when you should have taken a right. Because if you take a left, the Father will just give you three more lefts to put you back on the path again. Right. So it's yeah, not he's like, a, he's amazing at re, at recalculating. Yes, that. yes. And so this morning in devotion, I was reading about Abram before he was Abraham, and when him and Sarai went back into Egypt, he told her, "Hey, you're, you're fine. You're fine as frog hair. So when we get in here, I don't want them to know that you're my woman. Mm-hmm. Tell them you're my sister, mm-hmm. right? But what happens because he acts, but he puts his expectations in front of the spirit. Mm-hmm. What happens is Pharaoh takes her. And then plagues come, mm-hmm. and then he finds out what's going down. He calls him in. He goes, hey, you lied to me, man, and look what's happened because of it. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. And right. it says they sent them out of the country. Right. He could have been there. He could have taken and, and, and gleaned from the land, but instead, because his expectations of what were going to happen wasn't in line with his spirit, right. bam, he right. might have missed an opportunity. Sure. So it's always best to trust your gut, trust your spirit. Right. So one more question on, yeah. on, on dry seasons. What, what happens, you know, to, to your attitude, your spiritual attitude? How should, we, how should we respond when we're going through a dry season? Well, you know, I think we've all been there. Um, and one of the things that we try to overcome on this podcast is we try to reeducate people on the revelation that we've had, which is you operating in your calling, you doing you the way God created you to operate. Boom in what he created you to operate is actually the definition of worship. Yes. That's one of the big barriers that we at more Lord kingdom are trying to break is that, is that worship does not look like Sunday morning singing. That's right. That's certainly an element of worship, but in an everyday way of operating in the marketplace in at church, at school, wherever you find yourself is you walking in the fullness of who God called you to be. That actually is worship. Yeah. And in you operating that way, the Bible says that he inhabits our praises or our worship. It creates a footstool or a place for him to rest upon us. So walking through our daily activity with the understanding that we're actually worshiping as we, as we walk through life yeah, is what allows the open door for him to inhabit That's it. And, and sit on us yeah, um, and his glory to, to manifest on us and through us. And so when you find yourself in these dry seasons, you have to, you really kind of have to shake the dust off. Yeah. And shake yourself back to reality and say to yourself the things that, I mean, I love the way Bill Johnson puts it, which is, it is illegal for you to say anything about yourself that the father doesn't say about you. Yeah. And he says that he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that he has a plan, a perfect plan for your life to prosper you and grow you. He calls you the head and not the tail, the first and not the last, blessed when you come and blessed when you go, blessed in the city, blessed in all those things, right? That's what the father says about us. Yeah. So any thought or thing that we're saying about us that's not those things is mm-hmm. not from him. Yeah, yeah. And so we find ourselves in these dry seasons and we go, well, man, maybe I made a mistake. You know, and you go, no, 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 no. God told you to do it and you did it. Yes. You're in it now. That's right. You know? And so like the children of Israel, when they crossed the, the Red Sea, you know, they started to grumble amongst themselves. They turned up a, what history tells us was a four day journey into a 40 year exile. And, and it's because they weren't speaking truth Yeah, that, Hey, Yahweh literally just turned the ocean floor into a bridge for us. Yes. And, and they were so inward looking that they thought of the bridge, the dry land across the Red Sea as their deliverance. When in reality, what scripture's actually telling us is 
what they thought of as their deliverance was actually their enemy's demise. It was a trap. Wow. Wow. So God's orchestrating these things all, all through history on our behalf to get us into the promises that he has laid, laid out for us. Bam. So here's the deal. You can't be your own worst enemy. Yeah. A lot of times we do the work of the devil for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, we allow our own thoughts and our own insecurities and our own shortcomings. Yeah to cause us to become distracted oh, yeah. and, and grumble amongst ourselves and to totally forfeit our futures. Oh yeah. And, and then we want to go, well, it's either I'm mad at God or, or the devil really got me. And oh, it's yeah. like, it's like, Hey bro, I hate to tell you this, but the devil don't even know who you no, are. No, And a lot of times we're rebuking the devil for consequences of our own actions. Right. And that's really, that's what I'm saying. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, go, yeah. Hey bro. Hey bro. I hate to, I hate to tell you this, but the devil doesn't even know who you are. That's right. That's you've right. had, you've had so little impact on the kingdom of hell. Yeah. That he's, he doesn't even know who you are. And what you think is him destroying your life is actually you destroying your yes, life. Yes, absolutely. And God's sitting up there going, hey, man, I love you, but I can't bless your intentions. Yeah, yeah. God can only bless actions. Say that one more time. God can't bless your intentions. Yes. He can only bless your actions. Bam. And so when you're sitting there on your hands going, God, what do I do? Blah, 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 blah. blah. Oh, I'm so, I'm so distracted. I'm so miserable. I'm, so, I'm not where I thought I'd be. Yeah. And why have I not heard from you, Lord? That's another one that I get all the time is people are going, well, I just haven't heard his voice in so long. I felt so close back when, and now he doesn't even talk to me. And I'm like, what's the last thing he told you to do? Go back to the last thing he told you to do. That's probably where he's standing. And you haven't done it. I mean, 99.99% of the time when I talk to people in this situation and they go, well, because people come to me all the time in business and, and, and go, well, you know, we just, things haven't worked out the way, but I'm like, well, what, what was the last thing God told you to do? Yeah. And they'll go, well, he told me to do X, Y, Z. And I'll go, well, have you done it? Well, no, we don't have the money. We don't have the this or that, blah, blah. Yeah. Just what we've always talked about on our podcast and what I believe is that he's not calling you to pay to do it. Right. He never said, hey, I need you to pay for this. He yeah. says, I need you to do this. Just like his his walk when he was on the earth, Jesus would, would go forth and do these things and resources would, would show up. Right, right. All through scripture, resources show up when they're necessary. We've talked about that in previous episodes. I get so frustrated with folks because they're like, well, we don't have the resources, whether it's people, time, right. actual money, whatever. We don't have all the resources we need. It's like, man, you're going to have them if you'll start doing it. Yeah. They'll yeah. show up because we're God guides, God provides, right? That's it. So, you know, and it's funny because I bought some, um, some, some dropper bottles for beard oil, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the Lord gave me these three fragrances like in 2014 mm-hmm. and I started making my own and I realized that I love this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Heating up the carrier oil, adding the essentials. But I, I purchased these boxes of these three three vials. I got everything I need, but I allowed a voice to sit into my spirit that wasn't from the Father. Mm-hmm. And about a month ago, I told Tara, I said, you know, all those all those vials I got in my closet, I said, I'm filling those bottles up, and I'm going to sell it because the Lord told me to do it, mm-hmm. and I still haven't done it. Right. And And that may be a small seed, but there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, w- once I went back and revisited that, I felt something in me go, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think no matter how small, and I want to encourage everybody that's listening, because this has been a good word today. Mm-hmm. No matter how small you think your impact will be, mm-hmm. remember Noah. Right. And are you willing to do what Holy Spirit in heaven's telling you, even if only eight go with you? Right. And I'll tell you what, this is going to be, we're going to continue this into our next, our next episode. So stay tuned because... We're going to tell the story of more, Lord. 
Let's it's do a that. perfect story for the next episode. Yeah. yeah. And I hope folks will stay tuned next week to listen to that. But before we go, yes, as promised, I got a great please. story. So please, please. I hope that I'm not going to mention the name of the state because I don't want the wildlife agencies to get involved. <laughs> this is going to be a good story. Go ahead. But you know, I like to be an outdoors guy. I'm yes. always out. Right. So a number of years ago, there was a whole team of us that traveled to another state to do a big conference in some of the downtime between morning sessions and evening sessions. The whole crew of us was in the, in the truck with the big trailer behind us, the Morlord trailer. We'd been to take the Morlord store and <laughs> We go, we go eat, we go eat a late lunch at a, uh, and this is a visual. And, and at some point oh. we may release the video cause we have video of this. There's actual video, but, but, uh, <laughs> man, if you are a, an, a, uh, like a PETA person or, or a wildlife person, like or a bird activist. Yeah. Let, let me say this. No animals were harmed. None. Uh, and we would never do anything like that, but we probably did break some municipal laws or something. Well, there was a Ken sitting in his car that was pretty angry with us. So we go eat at a TGI Fridays, right? That's where it was. And we just ate like pigs because we had like five hours between <laughs> sessions. So we had like all this downtime. So yeah. all of us pile in the truck, go to TGI Fridays. We pull out of TGI Fridays and me with, you know, I see the world differently than most people. You've run with me long enough to yeah. know. I like the way you see the world. jr has got this sense of humor. I see fun, funny things where nobody else sees funny things. So as we pull out of this parking lot, it was a, it was a holiday. It was a big holiday. I won't say which holiday. It was a holiday. TGI Fridays was open, but everything else was closed. That's right. This big mall was closed. Yeah. And so this mall parking lot was filled like the entire parking lot. Yeah. There must have been... No exaggeration, easily a million birds. Oh, I don't know, man. There were a lot. I don't know if they were seagulls or some kind of, they were probably some kind of migratory bird. We were probably, you know, they were probably endangered. They probably didn't lay eggs that year. Right. Well, not this bunch because they were, (laughs) this whole flock of birds, at least a million birds. Oh, there was a ton. They had lighted on this parking lot. Is that a duck hunting term? Maybe. Come on. I don't know. I'm probably using it wrong. It's all right. They were lit. (laughs) <laughs> so, so we weren't yeah we were not no but we if you watch the video you think we were yeah so this pickup truck full of grown men <laughs> pulling a trailer pulls out of a tgi fridays and quickly turns into this mall parking lot and i was driving and yes, i were. quickly started making this big figure eight in this big mall parking lot and scaring all these birds to death and they wouldn't leave they wouldn't they just move they would just they would take off and fly about four or five feet off the ground, just high enough for the truck to drive under them. <laughs> yes, and then, yes. and then they would set back down. Yeah. And so, no kidding, what, 10 or 20 minutes? Oh, man. We drove around this parking lot scaring millions of birds and screaming and laughing our heads off. We even got out of the truck. Yes, and ran at them in person. Yeah, that's right, in person, face to face. Yeah. Beak to face. Yeah. I think we should probably release the video. I think we should. You I know, think it'd be great. It was funny. Where can, uh, where, can, where can one go to watch said video if it was said to be released? I don't know. It'd probably be on social media if I had to guess. The problem is I don't want, I don't want anybody to get upset. You know, it's, it, There's nothing we, upset about we, it. I don't we think. terrorized the birds, but no birds were actually hurt. No, no, no. It's we, very clear. We, we never hit a bird. Nobody was ever hurt. We never shot a bird. Anything crazy <laughs> like that. We kept it very but clean. Boy, we did, a, we did a bunch of laughing. Oh, man, a bunch of laughing. And that's the beautiful thing. You know, it's it, you can have a good time yeah. and still love Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so thankful that people are listening. Hey, tune in next week. We're going to tell the story of Morlord. 
it's a great, great encouraging story about how to get through a dry season. Yeah, and hey, I want to encourage them. Go to morelordkingdom.com and get you some merch. February, it's 2222 month. Yeah. We'll talk about that it's a little bit next episode. 2222 year, baby. Yes, yes. All right. I'll leave you with these two words as always. More, Lord. <laughs>